Francia. Good morning, friend. Good morning to thee. Good morning. Can you speak a little louder? Please. Thou canst not hear we can that now, which friend. I do say unto thee. We yes, can friend. Now, friend. Quite well. friend. Yes, friend. Peace be unto thee. Thank you. Thou art not unfamiliar to me. I have seen thee on other times. Oh, yes. When thou hast been here, I also have been present. Yes. I'm very pleased you have. Thank you for coming. Thank you. My name is Jeremiah. 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 Oh, yes. Jeremiah. Do you know the Bible? No, no, no. Oh, no. Um, Though it was true, my father did ask, so should I be named by preacher? Yes. My name is Jeremiah. 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 Yes. I have been here many years, many, many years. It was in the time, it was in the time of the King Charles, time since last I spoke. Many, many, many years since last I was on the earth. Many years have come and gone, and I have been to earth sometimes to watch the peoples. Though times have changed, people remain the same. Jerry Mark, may I ask how you passed over and how you found yourself when you did so? I was killed in battle. Yes. I was killed in battle. Yes. I was a follower. of Master Cromwell. Oh, the oh, yes. 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 Oh, that's very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. My father was a man of great religion. And I was brought up as indeed were all our family to fear the Lord God to trust in the Lord God and his providence. And when in these troublesome times my father joined Master Cromwell, I also joined. Mm -hmm. 
Well, when you passed over, Jeremiah, how did you find yourself? What reaction did you have? Reaction. How did it affect you? I was a foot soldier. Yes. In the battle, I was killed. Yes. By man on horse. I remember nothing more. Only after I see myself on the ground, all around were bodies of our friends and our enemies, all together, mm-hmm. good men, all. I did no longer hate, only pity, 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 all these men, good men. I could not understand why it was. All around, there should be such slaughter. Though only a little while before, I was staunch father of Master Cromwell. Mm-hmm. And yet, the first thing I think when I come round to myself, was what a pity. The battle was over. All around were the dead bodies. And yet in the darkness, I could see, though it was night, as if it were that day. And also, I see other souls rising from the grounds. They too were like me much strange to be alive and yet at the same time feeling I am sure as I felt how terrible it all was Mm. all for nothing so it seemed perhaps I was different for I understand there were many for a long time who go all around still full of hatred, full of the desire for war, full of the desire to place Cromwell in the position which later he have. And there were others who, of course, with opposite views, who were the followers of the king. And we could see each other. And we were all bewildered perhaps, and yet at the same time relieved to know that we were not dead. Mm-hmm. And there were some who still scrubbed, but they realized they could not fight anymore. For no matter how many times they thrust the sword, how many times they fire, it was of no avail. 
They could not kill each other. They could not hurt each other. And they realized that it was pointless and useless to continue. But they still, some, were opposed mentally to each other. And they would have nothing to do with each other. But it was as if in some strange way I was at a distance from this. And yet I knew I was much the same as them. But I was surprised because they did not seem to be able to see me. Yet I could see them and I could listen to their thoughts. At first I thought it was that they were speaking as it was of olden time. But no, it was then later I discovered that it is their thoughts that were so strong that I could hear that which they would have said. But they could not see me, many of these souls I discovered later, because in some strange way I was able to release myself immediately after death from the thoughts which had been so strong within me, which had been instilled by my father's teachings against the well house and also to praise God before all things. I realized almost in the instant that my father's conception of God was not true one. There were many things I realized, almost as if they come to me like the flash of the lightning, that great things were yet to be revealed, and that I must be patient, that I must not endeavor to in any way jeopardize my position by allowing myself to become involved in the warring state of mind that persisted with so many of my people around me. And so I make my way from the battlefield and I trudge the road, which was, I knew, the road leading to London. I do not know why it was that I should have chosen this road or why it indeed was that I should think that it was necessary to continue to remain on earth but I suppose it was that in a kind of way which I could not understand that I was not ready to enter into any other condition of life that I indeed did not seem to know that it was possible I was at that moment under the idea that all who were dead and yet found themselves alive were still in some strange way part of the earth and that one perhaps was condemned to walk the earth perhaps for I do not know for a long time I did not understand I'd heard in the teachings of my father and the readings from the holy book many strange things and I thought perhaps that it was that it had been for me to be condemned to walk the earth I was in a strange manner of thought and I walk and walk and walk mm -hmm. and my feet touch the streets and I could hear the ringing tone of my feet on the roads it was that I seemed as real and as solid and as natural as I had always been. I still worn the rough jerkin and the leather bed and all the accoutrement of war. Around my waist was my sword, and on my head 
was my helmet, and I could feel the growth of hair upon my face, and it was as if I was as natural as I had been before I was killed. And yet I felt a lightness in my feet. I felt no tiredness. I felt no desire for war or to draw my sword. Indeed, there was no occasion to do that. I passed many people dressed, some in the manner of the cavalier and some in the manner of the roundhead, and many rustics, many peoples of the farms on the way. But none of them seemed to see me, and yet I knew that some of them were as I was, because I had already learned to see the difference between those who were not dead and those who were dead. For those who were dead, there was a difference. Though there was a sense of reality with them, there was an obvious difference. There was an illumination around them, which in some way seemed to express to me the reality of the fact that they were no longer of the earth. Whereas with those of the earth, there was a darkness and a heaviness about them. There was something which seemed to indicate that they had not yet left their bodies. Yet if you were to stand side by side a person of the earth and a person of the spirit who no longer had the physical material body of earth, in the first glance they would appear the same. But you would see the luminosity, you would see the illumination, you would see the light that was around the spirit, as if it had in some strange way freed itself from the darkness and the darkness of the earth. But of course, even so, though there were those who had reason, like myself, even they were obviously in many ways different one to the other. This, I found later, was due to their ideas and due to their thoughts. But I, in my own way, was content to go as I was going. I spoke to no one, and no one spoke to me. It was as if I was of the world and not of the world, as if I was conscious of all around and about me as indeed I was, and also at the same time I was not in any way part of it, inasmuch that no one stopped me, no one spoke to me, no one in any way had affected me. And gradually I realized that I was approaching the gates of London. And here I thought it would be interesting to see what was happening and how the news of the battle had been received. Because at this time I had discovered, I had realized that the battle had been won and that we should find that the king had either been killed or was in flight. I walked the streets and all around me there seemed to be an atmosphere which was not of rejoicing as I would have expected, but of apathy, as if there was a feeling among the people of something that they felt would happen, and yet they were not rejoicing. There was not the feeling that one would have expected after a great victory. But later I realized that many people, especially in London, were very much in favor of the king. There was a great feeling among the people of, of disappointment, and yet at the same time 
one realizes the people themselves were not disinterested, but they realized they could do nothing, and they accepted the fact that they would have to subject themselves to the rule of Cromwell. Cromwell was a man, though I did not know him personally, neither did my father, though that my father quickly went into his army. I realized that Cromwell was a man of great determination and will, but a man who fundamentally was cruel, and in some ways later I discovered was worse than the king, who was not himself by any means cruel, but just negligent and foolish, whereas the king had been foolish and unwise and thoughtless. Cromwell was determined and ruthless, and also much that he gave out, I realize, was not good. A lot of things that caused great concern at the time were based on fallacies, based on intolerance, but these things I was not to know in my youth. But later I learned from experience. I witnessed many things which caused me great concern. I realized much that was preached was wrong. What are you doing now, Jeremiah, on the other side? I preach, but I do not like the word to preach. Mm -hmm. I suppose it is as you would expect to preach, to talk, to speak, to enter into spheres and domains of the spirit, which are near the earth, which are unprogress. All the centuries of time that I have been dead, I have never failed to keep in touch with the world. I have endeavored to learn more of man's mind. And as I see into man's mind, I realize that much remains the same. Man himself changes very little. Always there are causes that man will uphold. Sometimes they are good, but more often than not they are bad. Often man is led into the paths which are not of righteousness and truth, but the paths of unrighteousness and deceit, and sometimes wickedness. But those things, oft times, are given the guise and the outward sign of goodness. They are given the impression that it is good to do the things that they do, for the ultimate victory will be for the good of man. But it is not so. I have learned many things, but one thing I have learned above all things, that only love will cure man's ills. It is no good to fight. It is no good to kill. To uphold the cause is good. But when you are requested to take up arms to defend that cause, then something is amiss. For no good can come of killing. 
one's brother for difference of opinion, for difference of idea. The other man's thoughts and ideas may not please you, but for his state of mind, perhaps, they are good. We must learn to live with each other. We must learn to accept each other. We must learn to forgive each other. And when we cannot see eye to eye, when we agree to differ, we must give the other man the idea, at least, that he is entitled to his opinion. There is too much made of patriotism. Mm -hmm. There is not enough in your world of universal spirit and thought and well-being. When man forgets himself, when man forgets his country and the confines of his country, and indeed the confines of his state of mind, when he opens up himself to the great teacher Jesus, when he accepts and realizes the great possibilities of life for all God's children, that he is a member of the great family, that all are the same in the sight of the great spirit, that each man is on a road of progression. Some may be far behind, but it is all the more reason why those who go far ahead should wait a while, that others may catch up with them, or indeed return and retrace their steps to help them, for those who stumble by the wayside, to stop, to speak unto them, to be the good Samaritan, not to be selfish, to go forward, without the thought of those less fortunate. Man must learn to give himself in love, even though it means suffering, even though it means sometimes holding oneself back in the race, if the race is a good race. It matters not who wins. What matters is how much you have done, how much you have achieved for others. He who gives himself finds himself. I can recount many things of many great battles, won and lost, and yet no one wins any battle. All mm. oh, lose who fight, but all win who love. In the times of which I spoke first, in which I have my life, I see the folly and the futility. I see the cruelties and the wickedness that men do unto each other through ignorance, through placing so-called false ideals. God does not want destruction. God does not want his children to war one with the other for his sake. But rather does he seek that they should love one another, that they should forget themselves in true love and in true service, and that to break down the barriers that lie between men and the world, each must sacrifice himself. Each must give a little to the other and not be so sure that he is always right. Sometimes to meet halfway, mm -hmm. there must not be any more wars. We have seen great tragedies and each war is greater than the last, more terrible. I suppose, if you to look back in time, to the time of which I first spoke, our war then, which was to us a big war, was like nothing more or less than a skirmish. 
in comparison to the wars which you have known, even in your own time of life on earth. The wars have become more terrible, more horrible, and untold numbers of souls are thrust into the outer regions, away from the earth, and yet still often of the earth. They are given no opportunity to live and to experience too much youth, too many young souls, uh, as it were, like seeds in the ground, before they have had chance to spring into life, are plucked and thrown on the wayside. We must not permit these things. I have for a long time wished to help, wished to do something. I have often tried to communicate, but have not done so because I have not felt that it was the moment for me. Others have been to you, many great souls, many who bear noble names, great names. There are those who come in humbleness, who have no great name, but who come with great love. We who come to you, from all the different walks of life, as you would say, yet we come as one spirit, we come as one party, full of the intensity and the desire to serve. You have a great opportunity. You do great things in a small way. There are no limits to what you can do in time. You have already been given the opportunity. Many souls have been to you and spoken unto you, and you have, by this new method of machinery, been able to place in the hearts and the minds of many these truths. You have been blessed, and you will be blessed indeed more so as the years go on. The way will be shown you, for you have never failed to do that which you have been called upon to do. You have been truly blessed, and I and others who come are grateful to you, for you work in love and in true cooperation with us all. I have learned many things. I have learned above all things that to serve is the greatest of the joys. You truly serve, my friends. I wish you well. I shall come, if I may, to you again and speak unto you. And if there are questions that you would wish that I should answer, if it is in the power for me to so do, I shall do with great joy in my heart for you. Thank you very much for coming. Can you answer one now, Jeremiah? If it is possible, Jeremiah. Can you tell us who helped you when you passed over? Who helped you to progress? Yes, that is not difficult because it was not one, it was several. Uh -huh. I, for some months of your earth time, lingered around the earth and absorbed many things that were happening. And as I became more and more conscious of these things, I realized that there had been no victory, no battle had been won, no one had benefited, no one had indeed found any joy, any happiness, any peace. And I knew as I watched and I listened that the time would come when there would be more war, when there would be more upheaval among the peoples. And I knew that Cromwell's days himself were but numbered. I knew that he would not last. I was able in the spirit to be free to enter into secret places and listen to the voices of the mighty. I was listen, able to listen to their deliberations. I was able to see into their hearts. And I knew that all the fighting had been of no avail, that there was no good in what had been done, and that no one indeed had benefited. Indeed, it was a sad, sad thought. But I realized that as I went through these things and these experiences, 
that it was a lesson for me, as indeed I'm sure it must have been a lesson for many, to learn from these experiences uh, that we do not gain anything by these methods which had been employed, that we were no nearer the kingdom of God through, even as we thought, fighting on his side. How oft times it has been said that a nation or a peoples are fighting on the side of the Lord. Any man who takes up arms to fight on the side of the Lord, as he says, as soon as he takes unto himself those weapons, he is no longer on the side of the Lord. He indeed has lost sight of the Lord in consequence of taking on himself the task to kill. For it has been said that we must love our enemies. If we are to overcome the evils within ourselves, we must learn first of all to love all peoples and all things. That we cannot solve any problem by taking arms. To kill our enemy is not to destroy him, as indeed truly have I found. Indeed, I can see back into the past centuries of time to this present moment and can truthfully say that when you kill your enemy, you strengthen him. For oft times he will cling to the earth and he will hold thoughts of evil. He will hold thoughts of revenge and he will impinge himself by his thoughts upon the minds of untold numbers of peoples. And one generation will breed forth a new generation of hatred and malice and intolerance. And so another war, even worse, more ghastly, more terrible than the last, will ensue in consequence. Bred by thought, by hatred, by intolerance. Indeed, it is true to say that if you seek peace, if you seek the tranquility of the spirit that can yet be yours upon earth, you must first learn to love God, endeavor to serve him in all ways, in all that you do, in all that you think, in all that you say. But above all, you must love humanity. You must love his children. You must work in love and in peace to do the will of the Father upon earth. For this is your golden opportunity. That is why you are planted into the seed of earth, that you might grow, and in consequence, you might express God in that beauty that ensues from your soul that is implanted within the body of the earth. Mm. You have great and wonderful opportunity to give forth great things to the world in love and in service, in humility. My children, you can do a great work. This I know you strive to do, but you are planting the seed of truth and righteousness and love in the hearts of those who listen to these things that we say. You are giving them the fruits of your labors. You are giving to them the opportunity. It is for them to accept it. It is for them not only to accept, but in consequent eventually to give forth themselves that which has been freely given to them. You are truly blessed, for you do the work of the Most High. You do the work of the Spirit. You give forth the tidings of great joy, as in the days of old. May God be with you. May God bless you. May God protect God and uphold all that you do. May your strength be enabled so that you can go forward for many years yet to come to serve and to work in peace and in love. My blessings be upon you, children. Thank you very, Thank very, you very, very much. Lovely message. Lovely message.